This is the Rich Eisen Show. That's what I'm talking about, Daddy. That's what we're talking about, Daddy. We're making it happen here. I know, no, what it is, we're doing, baby. That's what it is. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I tell you, Rich Eisen, you're doing a tremendous job. The Rich Eisen Show. Boom. 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 Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington, Sports Illustrated writer Jeff McCallum. Coming up, Grammy Award-winning recording artist Macklemore. Plus. Co-host of Peacock's Brother from Another, Michael Hawley. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Macklemore will be joining us. The record- Oh, he's joining us right now. Oh, fantastic. I thought he was joining us in the middle of the hour, but we'd love this football business. Uh, Jack McCallum and Jeff Darlington already on the program, Brother from Another's. Michael Holly will be joining us at the end of this hour. Um, he will be uh, helping us take us to his show on NBC Sports on Peacock. There's lots of uh, news breaking around the uh, National Football League. Big Ben and the Steelers have reached an agreement for him to be their quarterback in 2021. And Baker Mayfield is seeing aliens. So uh, that's what's going on in the <laughs> AFC North with the quarterback situation. <laughs> I mean, Tell me what, I'm wrong. He knew what he was doing last <laughs> Tell me night. Tell me I'm wrong. When Tell he hits me I'm that. wrong. I mean, come on. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. He is the Grammy Award winning recording artist and the founder of a line of golf wear called Bogey Boys. He is Macklemore. How are you, Macklemore? I'm doing great. How you doing, man? I-, I am doing fine. I've got so many questions for you. I've got so many, so many questions for you. Uh, starting with the 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 name of your uh, golf line, shouldn't it be Birdie Boys, Macklemore? I mean, if you yeah, want, you what know, do you think n- not for my game. Okay, not for my game. That happens every couple weeks, at best. <laughs> uh, you okay. know, I'm just trying to make bogey the new par, man. You know, par is just so challenging, but bogeys, it. it's kind of the new par. I like it. I like it. You're, you had me at hello there because I can't get off that bogey train, man. I'm, I think I'm perfect for your line of clothing. I am a bogey Love boy. That. I am raising my hand and saying that for sure. Yes, yes. It is a very challenging game. And, uh, you know, sometimes a bogey just feels like you, like you got a birdie, man. And, um, yeah, this is for the golfer that wants to stand out a little bit. Want something a little bit different than what's in the pro shop, and uh, maybe take some mulligan or two per game. Well, I'm looking right now. You know, look, the collection's got everything from tees to socks and polos and jackets and hats, sweaters, stuff, uh, whatnot. I'm looking at uh, this very green uh, out uh, getup. I think that you've got. Was this at the uh, Pebble Beach? I think that's what this is. What I'm looking at right now, Macklemore. Yeah, it could have been. Definitely wore some green and pebble. Right. Absolutely. And you're on a cart. It looks like you're on a like one of those uh, motorcycle carts that you're working here. Yeah, they love to put me on that scooter. They've it's done it scooter. twice in a row now. They're like, hey, man, yep, you're playing. And uh, go get on the scooter and drive down the 18th fairway. And uh, we're going to get a bunch of hate tweets for you disrespecting the game of golf. <laughs> go ahead, it but I'm looking. You've got backup right here in Bill Murray. That's a great photograph. What are you talking about in this picture right here with you and Bill? McLemore. Uh Bill is probably, you know, getting in my head, giving me a line not there. You know, we were against each other, opposing teams. But uh okay. you know, he's he's a fantastic man, obviously a legend, and uh 
and a pretty damn good golfer. I told him his swing is very buttery. Mm. I don't know if he knew what that meant, but um, it was very clear to me. Just great tempo. That's what it means to me. Buttery means that it's something that doesn't have a lot of jerky movement to it. It's it's just uh, it's just take it back and then just swing it through and then follow through. And if you could just be buttery for two damn seconds, like me, I just I need a shot of like Novocaine to the head. I think too much, man. I think (laughs) you know I just don't. And I'm also I'm one of those players that you know I just don't I don't have the setup like. I don't like, okay, I got to go through this. I got to put the ball on, like if I'm teeing it up. I put the ball on tee, I put the tee in the ground, and then I step back, and then I make sure this is there and that's there. I just don't do that. I just I just get up and I hit it, and I, and then I, when I hit it, I'm like thinking, what a beautiful day it is, and I'm not thinking about my next shot. I, I just, I don't know if I got it. You know what I mean? That's just me. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm overthinking for sure. There's no pre-shot routine. It's, it changes all the time. It's, um... Yeah, it's a it's a game that I have not figured out yet. Don't so, know if I ever will. So, what's your handicap right now, Macklemore? What do you got? Um, I I ended before you know the winter came. I ended it at ten six. I want to say. All right. And um, I feel like I'm playing now more like at a thirteen or fourteen. But you know, yesterday was the first day that you could enter scores again up here in the Northwest. So. We'll get back on it. I, I'm I'm entering some local tournaments, so I would like that handicap just a little bit higher. So when you're saying you're entering local tournaments, are you are you trying to be like actually competitive and start to maybe turn your attention to that a little bit? I just want to beat Tony Romo at some point in my life. <laughs> that's all. We all do. I just yeah. don't. I just don't know if that's going to happen. I'm sorry to say, Macklemore. No, it's definitely not. That guy can actually play golf. He can. He's, who is the best um, musician player, period? Like, who's the Tony Romo of music, essentially, is what I'm saying. Um, so I have not played with that person because everyone that I play with is around my skill level or worse. But um, I hear – it's so random. I mean, I hear Kenny G's good. Okay. I hear um, – who's the – Alice Cooper? Yeah, Alice Cooper is like a four handicap. Get out of here. Okay. Yeah, he's completely addicted to the games, played for a long time. Okay. And is really, he's a stick. Besides that, I couldn't tell you who's actually good. Um, I mean, I know Justin Timberlake's pretty good. Yes. But I don't think he's as good as Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper is the GOAT of musicians that play golf. Let's just put it that way. What did you, what did you, uh, my, my, uh, my guy across the way here, Chris Brockman's looking this up as you're mentioning names. What do you got for me over there, Chris? Yeah, Macklemore, uh, Kenny G's a stick. He's a 1.6. Are you serious? Ooh. Okay, never mind, Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> so Kenny's close to giving strokes back to the course, is yeah. what you're saying? Kenny's close. Basically saying, no thanks, I'm, I'm good. No, I'm good. I'll shoot par today. Wow. Damn, man. Hey, you got something to shoot for, Macklemore. No doubt about that. Bogey Boys is available exclusively on bogeyboys.com. Let's talk a little bit about um, the professional football team up there in the beautiful Pacific Northwest that you root for, Macklemore. What is going on with Russell Wilson and your favorite football team? What's going on with that? I knew exactly when there was just like a second pause. I was like, and now we're going to (laughs) transfer into the anxiety-prone topic of Russell Wilson and the CLC. Um, yes. You know, I, I don't know. I I feel like I need to give Russell a call at this point. And um, 
get a little intel because I don't know what's going on. And, um, yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking, man. When it first happened, I was like, ah, oh, Russell's barking. This isn't going to be a... This isn't going to be an issue. He just wants a little more protection. Now I'm like, does he does he want to bounce? Um, which would be very sad, man. You know, we 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 have a longstanding love for Russell up here. Um, he's a great dude, good friend of mine. I just would be very sad to see Russell Wilson leave the Hawks. Now, do you have that? I know you're friends with him, and you know you're you. You are part owners of the the Sounders together, but do you have that relationship with him where you could call him up and say what's going on, and, and even potentially broker something mentally for him that he could go to the CR? I'm serious. Like, do you have that sort of relationship, Macklemore? If you don't mind me, asking. I don't know. I don't know if I'm putting myself in the broker or anything category, but um, I do have I do have that level of friendship that I could call him up and and see where his head's at. Um, yeah, I remember when he signed his deal, talking to him. We were doing a Bose commercial and and going over the deal that he was trying to get. And yeah, he's he's someone that um, yeah, we we have that type of relationship. I don't know what that's going to change, but right. maybe I could work some of my magic and nice. get him to stay in the Northwest. Well, I, I, he, again, it just makes no sense, though. You know, obviously Pete is going to be seventy years old. He he acts like he's seven, and he's 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 going to be. <laughs> He's going to be well. He's like the Dick Clark of coaching, right? I mean, so so he he he's going to be a seventy-year-old head coach, the oldest in the NFL, which is amazing that I'm actually saying those words about Pete Carroll. But so why and why why would it makes no sense to chase him out or create a situation where Russ isn't comfortable? But there is clearly something that Russ has an an an, an issue with. Uh, I'm wondering about this concept that I'm hearing a lot about McLemore and that is that he and Sierra want to maybe go to the East Coast because it would help her music career or his entrepreneurial career what do you think of that concept I don't know I mean you know they got us a place down down south they have a plane I I get it I get the convenience factor of what that might do I don't know if that's the driving force behind this. I think literally he would like some more protection. I think that the conspiracy theories around Sierra driving this thing are probably false. She is, she's got a very successful career herself. She's able to travel easily and, and make it work. I just don't think that she's the mastermind behind him leaving the Hawks. Yeah, I just also don't know if I believe that. Wouldn't that be crazy, McLemore, if uh, eventually, if it is true, uh, that Russell, part of the reason why he wanted out of Seattle is because it's not enough of a music town. That doesn't strike me as um, making much sense to me either. No. Right? No. I mean, no. I think, I mean, obviously, you get on a plane and you're down in L.A. in, in two hours, two, 220. And particularly, it, you know, they're flying a PJ. It's quick. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a long journey. Um, it's depressing up here. I can't lie. You know, there's times where I'm down in Los Angeles and I'm like, what am I doing with my life again? Why did I choose this? You know, you can leave, but, um, it's magical up here. Definitely Russ feels the magic 
and I think that they're going to work it out. I, I honestly think that he's going to be with the Hawks next year. I agree if I had with to you. Put money on it. I agree with you. I, I I I just think that that sometimes you do need to say stuff publicly. And personally, I think what happened with Brady is just messing with a lot of tremendous Pro Bowl, if not future Hall of Fame quarterbacks' heads. You know. The fact that he went knew knew one way to do it for twenty years and said, "Screw it, I'm just going to try it one other time with somebody else," and right. and he beat everybody, including Aaron Rodgers. That you know, Russ didn't right. didn't have the opportunity to take on the Bucks in the in the in the uh, playoffs. But I, I just think that maybe you know the way somebody has done something. I guess in the analogy you just mentioned, maybe Brady is like the sun, the sunshine weather of Los Angeles. That <laughs> makes you sit there and say, maybe I, I don't need to stay where I am. You know what I mean? Yeah, completely. I mean, Brady is an anomaly. I, he doesn't make sense. I don't know what he eats. I know that it's nothing that I eat. And he is he looks like he's 25 years old, and he just keeps getting rings. And for... The majority of my adult life, I have hated Tom Brady, um, mostly hated on him. And obviously a big part of that is the Patriots win over the Seahawks in the Super Bowl when we didn't give it to Marshawn. But um, this year, I just, when he got the ring again, and he was weekend at Bernie's partying, throwing the Super Bowl trophy, uh, I was just like, you know what? Do I actually have a soft spot for Tom Brady? Is this <laughs> developing right now? Because it feels something's shifting inside of me. I don't like it, but something's shifting. It's it's. I finally become someone that can say I don't hate Tom Brady, and that's and that's maybe progress. I I'm not sure. Yeah, because uh, like I, when 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 he was stumbling out of the party, like you said, weekend at Bernie's. You know, we've all been that guy. We've also been the guy who's let helped a friend out too, but. We've all been he, like this. Might be the most relatable Brady has ever been, even though the yeah. numbers and the performance is thoroughly unrelatable to any other human being on the planet. You know? Yes, completely, I completely. That. I finally was like, you know what? I like that guy. Is it because he's no longer with Belichick, Macklemore? What do you think? I think that that was a huge part of it. You know, that kind of one-two evil genius combo, the Slate Gate leading into, you know, they just always seem to just kind of have like a little way to finesse the league. And I, I, I never like, and they always won. I'm never, unless it's my team. I don't, I, I don't, I don't like to see one team just continue to win. So uh, before I let you go, Macklemore, uh, bogeyboys.com is where bogeyboys is, is, uh, is, is specifically acquired golf and lifestyle clothing brand. Did you, have you, been part of like the actual design like hey i want to i want to look like this i want the script on the back of one of the shirts to look like that is that yeah i did everything i did everything with um with a designer named nick guzman down in la we did it together and um yeah i think that anything that i'm going to get into creatively i want my fingerprints on it and this was one of those projects that i started and had no idea that it would take a year and a half of my life. No kidding. And that it would be 2021 until it came out. And I spent a lot of time, a lot of money, and a lot of love and put it into it. And my wife was like, what are you doing? Where? <laughs> when are we going to see any of this cash back? <laughs> Go down in the basement and wrap? Make us some cash? But, um, you know, it, it's... 
it's been live now for a week and it's done really, really well. And it's completely exceeded my expectations. I'm really excited about it. I think the clothes turned out great and it's a labor of love. And when you put something, when you put love into something and it's not about that financial return, it's just about, you know, making something that you enjoy then the product's usually good. And that's what's happened here. And I'm, I'm excited about it. Well, I mean, do they make it for kids? My, my oldest loves wearing colorful stuff and, um, and he loves wearing it on a golf course too. Uh, I, I think he's, uh, he'd be perfect for, for, for him. I love that. Yeah. My, my five-year-old keeps saying, you know, mm-hmm. she's, she's in design sessions with me. So we're going to have to get some kids stuff going. So That'd be great. I mean, uh, you know, because uh, it, it, it does, it looks different. It really looks different, and it's definitely a choice. You know what I mean? And I think it's just like, you know what? I shoot bogey, and I don't care who the hell knows it. I'm going to have a good time out here, and I'm going to try. And if I'm par or I'm birdie, that's great. But, you know, I back on the bogey train. Who cares? I look good. Did I did I nail that? Exactly. Did I nail it, Macklemore? That's exactly it. No, I'm going to definitely steal all that. <laughs> What's mine is yours. What's mine is yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I'm a size uh, large. Okay. Very good. Bogeyboys.com <laughs> is where uh, this fantastic new golf and lifestyle clothing brand can be acquired. Uh, it would take me forever to grow that mustache, so I'll just leave that to you. And that'll be that. <laughs> I appreciate the time. Thank you so much, brother. Let's, appreciate let's it. do this more often. I've really enjoyed the chat. I'd love to keep talking sports with you for sure the very least. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You got it at MacLemore on Twitter and Instagram. Same at Bogey Boys on Instagram. That's MacLemore, the Grammy Award winning artist and founder of Bogey Boys right here on the Rich Eisen Show. My wife says the same thing. Go into the basement and rap and make some money. Make some money. (laughs) Is that where you were doing last weekend when she locked you down there? That's what I was in the basement (laughs) rapping. Rapping. Writing rhymes. Were you spitting hot fire down there, Composing Rich? That's a question. Beats. I don't understand why that would be so far off. It, I don't. I mean, you didn't spit- I? Didn't I write something for Ice T once on you, the Rich Eisen well, podcast? Hold, what? Well, hold Did on. you write it? Oh, hold on. Did you write what? it? And I read it. Hold on. How am I just hearing this? You Did ra- we write something for Ice T on it the wasn't pod? The song New Jack you, City. Oh. You wrapped it. <laughs> right. That's true. Um, it was a co-composing between me and Chris Law. Okay. Yeah. So the two Chris's wrote it, and we then we wrote it. You okay. write, You performed it. Thank you for saying performed. By for the I, way, for Ice T. By the way, who was impressed? How much cojones does uh, that require to how actually can do? Can I find this? Now we did it. How is it that I'm just now hearing about well, this? Well, this song? is way. This is B T J. This is thirteen, maybe. This is way before the history B-T-J. of this show. This is a long time. This ago. is yeah. Del Tufo was on the other side of the glass, most likely. Yep. And um, next to Brockman cool. and yeah, we sat in that little in law, oh, and we were goodness. sitting there, yeah. and uh, and I rapped with, uh, the with shower Ice curtain tea. days, the old days, <laughs> yeah. Days. yeah. Uh, we were doing it. I mean, exists. I gotta find you the room. The video? room. The room was basically the size of the putting surface. Your putting surface. You're on. I right, Chris. I think it's half smaller. I think it's half that. <laughs> I think it's smaller. Yeah, it was tiny. And we had a. The reason why I call it a shower curtain, a Rich Eisen podcast logo on a curtain that we would have to pull on a rod. I heard that story. Yeah. Set the cameras because up. otherwise it was a green screen room for the voiceover booth for and NFL it was Network. News. We did hits. Know, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Oh, you guys came four, a long way. Look, we have come a long way. Now I'm uh, now I'm a bogey boy with Macklemore. Look at me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Go, don't t- did you just tell me to go get my shine box? <laughs> All right, uh, we're back with Chris Brockman's news update. This just in: 
Another AFC North quarterback has seen an alien. No, wait a minute. I'm that. Just tune in. <laughs> hey, folks! It's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Warm takes. Okay, let's go to the phone lines. Adam from Philadelphia, you are on the Rich Eisen Show. Adam? Hey, Rich. Listen, I've been a huge baseball fan my whole life, but I'm having a hard time watching the game these days. Mm. All the strikeouts and all the shit. Once time travel becomes a basic mode of transportation, I'm definitely transporting back to the eighth inning of Game 7 in the 2003 ALCS just so I can tell Grady Whittle to take Pedro out of the game. Wait a minute. If I do that, then Whittle won't get fired, and Tito Francota won't get hired and guide the Sox for the first championship the next season. Whew. Scratch that. Man, forget it. That was way too close to actually happening. How do I pretend that I'm actually paying attention to what Rich is saying right now? Okay, I'll nod my head a few times, crinkle my brow, and move some levers on the console. That always works. Warm takes. Over the shift. And then on top of it all, and, you know, I I don't want to hear people say to me that there's only five seconds left in the clock. Jalen Brown inbounds to Tatum. Tatum gets double teamed. He throws it to Chris Brockman. Brockman heaves it from half court. It's good! Unbelievable! What a shot by Brockman! Danny H has pulled another rabbit out of his hat with the acquisition of this Brockman kid. Warm takes. Man. I'm living a charm life. I get to come in here every day, mix this great show, and then go off to Big Fox and get to work on some of the biggest events in sports. How can I show my appreciation to all these great people? Hey, what's Doug the Pug up to? Warm takes. Emmanuel, of course. I've watched every episode of you on Entourage. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's very flattering. 
It's not the first time someone said they've gotten lost in my eyes, but thank God my girlfriend Sarah's not a mind reader. Or is she? Uh, hey, <laughs> how about those Red Sox, huh? Warm takes. Strikeouts, shifts, strikeouts, shifts. Our good buddy Jeff in Detroit is back here on the Rich Austin Show. How you been, Jeff? Well done, everybody. Well done. <laughs> oh, so, Chris, you've got a news update coming, right? Yeah. Um, towards the end of the news update, um, we've got uh, um, Michael Holly out on the other side of it. Uh, I, I've got a clip from my new pod that drops tomorrow uh, to pop out there as well. Okay. Do you want to make that part of your news update? You don't want to make it part of your news update. I'll just do it. No, we'll just do it. <laughs> hey, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We just used uh, our Peacock audience, if you don't mind, to to run down, put out our rundown here a little bit more back here on our radio audience, uh, rejoining us here. Punky Brewster is right here on Peacock. When I mentioned before that Peacock is free and we're on it every day and you go to PeacockTV.com and you get more than just us on NBC Sports on Peacock, I mean this show as well. A Peacock original, Punky Brewster is back. Soleil Moonfry is now a mom. Good times. Streaming right now, the Peacock original, Punky Brewster, here on our friends at Peacock. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Chris Brockman, you got a news update over there? Let's go. Let's go to our news update here on a busy Wednesday, Thursday. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brockman. All right, Christopher, what do you got over there? All right, Ben Roethlisberger and his walking boot are going to be back in oh, Pittsburgh for 2021. My. Announced today, the team uh, and the player reached agreement on a contract. We got some numbers, guys. Now, got earlier numbers. in the show, I set the over-under at 15. Good line. Million, Good right? Line. And, Good line. Um, and so uh, I said somewhere south of that. Yep. And then we then set, we both thought it would be south of that. Then I set the line at 12 and a half. We both said over. Mike Del Tufo said one dollar. So ah. who wins this price is right, Chris? Del me, Tuf- you or Chris? Ah. Me, you or uh, Del Tufo? No, we're all right. We're all right, fellas, because we're alive and we're enjoying the show today. Ben Roethlisberger coming back for $14 million. There you go. You know what that means. We're right, Chris. Don't worry. I'll do the Price is Right math for you. One dollar is much further away than us saying between no. 12 and a half and 15. You we, can't just go nailed. 12 and a half and 15. I mean, you have to get it. We nailed I mean, it. Yeah. We said over 12 and a half. 14 million yeah. bucks with a cap savings of 15, which erases essentially their red number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so they were 15 um, million over the cap. It's uh, going to be uh, spread out over a bonus. So the cash payment uh, through 2022 lowered the cap hit by over $15 million. So the team can make the right moves to be as competitive as possible. They damn straight can now. Well done, Big Ben. Said Adam I'm coming back. He gets to make $14 million, which is a lot more he could make than if he was just rapping in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new name about er- making your earning your paycheck that we just <laughs> heard from Macklemore. Go to the basement and rap. $14 million, uh, that's... That's a bargain rate. Well done. Big Ben, man of his word. I will take less. I will help the team. I want to keep playing. Voila. 
How does $14 million sound? Sold. $15 million cap hit erases essentially their cap deficit. Steelers make the playoffs this year? Oh, man. I'll put a pin in that. I want to see how the, how else they surround him. Don't forget, Pouncey's retired. Yeah. I need to see. I will not answer that question right now, essentially. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's many more pieces to come. All right, we're going to keep talking about Deshaun Watson every single day. Why wouldn't we? Until something happens. It's it's still baffling. But uh, Jalen Ramsey, who shares an agent with Deshaun Watson, was on our good friend Steve Weish and Jim Trotter's Huddle and Flow podcast and was asked about Deshaun Watson. Jalen, you know him well. They are going to test him at this point to see what his conviction is. How serious is he about wanting out? And they'll wait until he can start being fine to see if that money's going to affect him. You know him well. How serious do you think he is about wanting change and not coming in until he gets change? Extremely serious. He's extremely serious. He, uh, at the end of the day, Deshaun is a great man. Let me say that first and foremost. He's a great man. He, he's even now he's a servant with leader. people. I'm telling you, like a servant leader. Even now, with people trying to crucify him and talk bad on his name, he's still out there doing things for the community in Houston. So he's a great man. He's he's a professional. He's going to do things that are still positive around the community, and you know, probably help his teammates out because they're still his teammates now. Probably still be helping him out doing things here and there. But I I highly doubt he'll, he'll ever you know suit up in a in a Texans uniform again. I, he's very serious. I I would say he's very serious. This is legacy. Yeah, I mean, the- he should be serious. He should be serious. Damn straight. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. No question about it. Do you think the season starts and Deshaun is still on the Texans but not playing? No. Nope. Because Jim Trotter just laid out for you what the plan is by having him stick around. And hope he comes around because the stick around and hope he comes around will eventually hit a spot where he's contractually obligated to be around. And if he's not, what do they do? Do they really tell a guy who has told them, hey, I I, 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 I don't mind you, coach. Hey, general manager, I don't mind you. I mind the way you either got here or I mind what's been going on around here that's not going to get changed. That's why mind, and you're hoping the guy comes around, and then suddenly what? You find him, find him money, and then the statements that come from management: we want him to be here. He's just not here. Go ask him, or I don't want to talk about guys who aren't here. And then, who the hell's the backup there? Have we even asked that question? That's a great question. I think we've I, asked I, that I before. Think it's, we've uh, AJ McCarron. That's right. Yeah, and AJ right. McCarron's yeah. out there standing in front of all the microphones. I'm, I'm here, you know, best I can. Have you spoken to Deshaun? No. I mean, all that stuff, all that garbage is going to go down. And David Culley, I'm only talking about the guys who are here. And Nick Casario, well, I haven't spoken to Deshaun in a while, but I'm going to talk about the guys who are here. It's a whole bunch of nonsense and crap that you don't want your new organization to deal with. And you got people who are throwing rose petals at your feet in the forms of. First round draft choices. And you don't have the draft choices because the previous Patriots South tandem, half of whom is still there, blew it up. And they stunk on ice because of it. And they don't have anybody 
to draft third overall because you're looking at Laramie Tunsil. Good player. Very good player. Good player. You need a player like Laramie Tunsil. Definitely do. Did you have to give all that stuff up for Laramie Tunsil at the time? Uh, Maybe you had to. I don't know. But guess what? like it. Laramie Tunsil's going to be there protecting A.J. McCarron. Way to go. Makes no sense. It just makes no sense. And I will sound like a broken record by the time this thing actually happens. I will. Before the draft, it it happens? It has to. Has to, right? If it does, if it goes past the draft, then it's a totally unmitigated disaster. If it goes past the draft, and then what? Then they'll really hope that Deshaun comes around? Yeah. Pretty please yeah. don't hold out Pretty on please. us? Pretty sugar on top. Pretty please with the sugar on top? And then, and oh, now no, you're no, now you're stuck. Object. Now you're stuck with your scenario that he's sitting there and he's at. Now you're docking him game checks, oh. and you're losing games with AJ McCarron and David Culley looks like, uh, yeah, okay, run that play. You know, he's leading. He's a leader of men, and the the one leader of these men in helmet and shoulder pads is sitting at home saying, "I told you so. I didn't want to play for you," and now it goes completely south. Now you got the first overall selection in a draft without the quarterbacks you need. <sighs> Yikes. All right, let's, uh, let's end this hearing from Donovan Mitchell. A huge game last night. Yes. Sixers, Jazz, goes to overtime. I mean, two of the best teams in the league. Could be a finals preview. Embiid, amazing. Donovan Mitchell hit with two tees in the final minute of overtime to get ejected had this to say about the officiating last night. It's, it's, it's tough, KK. Like, it's tough to, to go out there and see how we fight and compete and to have a game like that taken from us. And I'm never, ever one to, to, to blame a ref, to blame an official. I could say I, we could have done more, but this is getting out of hand. You know, there have been games like this that we've won. There have been games like this that we've, we've, we've lost. But this whole refereeing stuff and the way we're, we're nice, we don't complain, we don't – like, we don't get frustrated. You know, we fight through things. And the fact that we just continually get get screwed in a way by this. You know, like, we, we won this game, in my personal opinion. You know, but like I said, I'm going to give them credit. They won, whatever, cool. But, like, this is cons- it's, it's a consistent thing. And, you know, the question is, can we can we do it? Can we sustain it? Are we for real number one? Like, yeah, the hell we are. And it's getting it's, – KK, that this is, this is what's happening. You know what I mean? We have a whole second half of the season to go and get ready for, but, like, I'm, I'm sick of it. To be honest with you, we all are. You know, and I think this is something that just – it bite, it, it eats me. It eats at me, man. And it's – I don't I – don't, y'all know what it is. We all know what it is, but it's it's really getting out of hand. It's really, really, really getting out of hand. And the league needs to do something about this because I want to see the last two-minute report. I want to see it, but it's, it's getting out of hand. So, in other words, that was a song by Donovan Mitchell, number one hit called This Is Getting Out of Hand. Uh, what's he referring to that um, we all know what it is? What's he referring to? We all know what it is. I think some questionable calls that have been Nobody's going saying, on. but we all know what it is. Nobody wants Utah to win. Yeah. Nobody wants them in the that's, finals. That's absurd. Nobody wants them in the finals. That's ridiculous. I mean, they, will, will they rate on television like the Lakers? Of course not. Nobody can. Not the Clippers, even. No. Okay, out of the West. The only team that could possibly rate like the Lakers is if the Warriors go on some sort of run because people are somewhat familiar with them. Right. Honestly. Like, Nuggets go on a run? Will they rate the Suns? No. No one's going to rate like the Lakers. 
So what? I mean, so so we'll take him down a peg so the Lakers can get in? Is that what he's referring to? We all know what it is. I think so. That's it's kind not, of what I, I you got know, from no, it. No, and, and, and he does need to be careful because people who just surf in, does he mean like Donaghy? Like they're on the take? <laughs> hey, look, I hear that, though, and I'm thinking one, th- two things. Because I love Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I've got oh, him on, you know, on my fantasy team, and I think my boys have have him. Uh, I think Xander's got him on his two. We love him. We're, we're a Donovan Mitchell household. Monster. All right? Um, and and I'm hearing that, and I'm thinking, okay, great. Go, go get him, Donovan. Go get him. Second half, use that nobody wants us here mentality. Go get him. Go get him and tell your coach to put on a suit because you know he wants him. You know he wants to. And then the other thing I'm hearing is like, boy, if he is right and everybody's thinking that, and it's not just the Jazz who are thinking that about the officiating, this is the one team in the NBA, NBA that's won three quarters of their games. They've hit the break at a 750 winning percentage. Yeah, that's absurd. Yeah, They've won 27 of their 35 games that they played so far. 36, also, pardon me. They've got a 750 winning percentage, and he thinks that the, the refs have cost him a game. And they're sick of it. And they've won 27 times. Let me see what the Sixers record is. Yeah, that's that's more than anybody. Mm-hmm. They, that's 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 more than anybody's won in the NBA. And and they think he thinks the refs are against him. I love it. Go take that. Use it. Don't lose it in a break. Come back in the second half of the season and say nobody wants us here. And by nobody, what he means, he has Disney executives, NBA executives, who want the the ratings to be through the roof for a playoffs. Look, if LeBron doesn't make it out west, you know, and if it really does matter who plays in the in the finals, they're screwed. They being anybody who cares about a high rating, honestly. Yeah, Mitchell's also nobody talking. rates like LeBron. Nobody, That's nobody true. rates like That's him. True. Period. Mitchell's also talking about kind of the explanation lack thereof. Oh, and the two quick bang bang tees back to back. It's it's silly, you know. And Devin Booker the night before, like it's just Same funny. Deal. Baseball. Deal. What was Earl Weaver saying to these? Umps, you know, you Magic can say words. whatever in baseball. Look how long that leash is. You can say whatever in football. Basketball, it's like if you look at a ref crooked, boom, they hit you up. Like, yeah. there's got to be, they got to give a little bit longer of a leash in the NBA. I, right? Well, and it's certainly I think he's probably feeling disrespected. Spider Mitchell is a star in yeah. this league, but maybe he's not getting the, the star treatment. Right. Yeah. By, by saying, okay, minute to go, NBA marquee spot. Two overtime, teams, okay, like, overtime. Like now, you're you're sending them off, like that. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a Sixer fan, as you know, and that was watching it. It was. Do you agree with his assessment? You thought you thought that they won. I don't believe that he won, but the him getting tossed was ridiculous. I mean, it, it made it's no unfortunate. sense. But the biggest star on the court last night was a guy on your fantasy MB, team, brother. Man, this guy. He is. Uh, Doc has uncorked. He's putting it all together right now. He is, and so is Simmons, and so is Tobias, Tobias Harris. Harris. I, Hey man, it was a good they game. worked it. They whatever. Those are all gone. Those questions are all gone. Whether they can all play together and how they can make it work, and that was the issue with Brett Brown at the very end. Yeah. Like, how is this going to work? Yeah. yeah. Well, Brockman and I for and, two and years have been having that Maury, combo. You remember the question is here comes Maury. Is he going to break it up? No. Nope. He's going to break it up, no. and he Doc. must be sitting back there laughing yeah. at people who are thought about that. Just brings in Doc. For two years, oh, Chris. The doc and all these other shooters, though. The shooters. There's yeah. some shooters opening well, things up. Like TJ Point, we've been wondering about Embiid if he was going to take this leap for a while now. He's taking it. 
And he, you wanted him traded. I was like, come on, you do my, not trade Joel. He's MVP. my MVP, MVP choice. And I'll just say this about our poll question is who it is. You cannot have James Harden, the MVP of a league, when he's when he honey-bunned his way out of a team. You just can't. Oh, but he's playing Sorry. the second best of the Sorry. best basketball right now. Sorry. I have a trouble that he's the mo- most valuable player and he 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 did what he he needed he did what he needed to do to get where he wants to be for that ring. I see your Go point. Go for it. I see your point. Go for it. And he's playing like he is the best player in the NBA. Go for it. 100% congratulations. You are proving so many people wrong. And go and do it in May and June and July, I guess, is when we're going to have our playoff months. So So go and do it. Fantastic. Knock yourself out. Get that ring and be the MVP of the NBA Finals. But you cannot be the MVP of, of the NBA season when you have... Is that a is that a verb? Honey bunned your way out of a of a. It is now. You just a, made it one. <laughs> he honey bunned his way out of a team. <laughs> Sorry, honey bunning will. I'm now using it in different ways. Honey bunning your way out of a team disqualifies you from being an MVP. Somebody hit up Webster's, NBA. huh? Somebody hit up Webster's. Go we ahead. got a new definition. And say to Webster, whoever that is, you're welcome. <laughs> honey bun. Take a break. Uh, Michael Holly, and then a great uh, snippet from my uh, new pod that's dropping tomorrow called Just Getting Started, Me and McConaughey. Uh, it's right. pretty neat stuff. We'll uh, unveil it in a second. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. I want to play a celebrity true or false with you, Terry Crews, with some stuff from some previous interviews of yours and then on IMDb pages and stuff. I want to know what's true and what's not. True or false, Terry Crews, your first job was as a sketch artist for a local news station in the 80s. True or false? That is true. I started sketching for the station and they put me on the worst murder case in Flint, Michigan history. I was in the courtroom. I did the courtroom sketches. Did you see the uh, sketch artist that uh, from the Deflate Gate case <laughs> no, with, with, with the Tom Brady? Yeah. It's right oh, up there. Yeah. Oh, my God. No. Yeah. Come on now. Well, he probably was hungry. You know, he was, he was hangry. Uh, another one. You worked on the set as a bodyguard for Cube before he cast you on Friday After Next. Is that now, a true story? Now, that's true, but the bodyguard sounds sexy. Okay, it, it was security guard. Like, I had a t-shirt with a flashlight. Bodyguard sounds like suits and all that. No, no, no. It was no. more like I was like watching Cube's car. He's like, hey, man, make sure my car stays there. I'm like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> And I had my batteries. But this thing, I made sure all my little, like, polo shirts were really tied up good yeah, on the, the arms. Medium. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, they were medium. <laughs> all medium shirts. And they were like, oh, I look so amazing. And then he cast you? Then he put you in? And then he put me in Friday after the next. What was your role in training day? Oh, I was an uncredited gang member. That was it. I was walked on the set to watch Denzel work. 
And the director, Antoine Fuqua, said, hey, man, you know what? I'm going to put you in this movie. You, you down? I was like, okay, okay. So he, t- he said, take your shirt off. I took my shirt off, and I was the guy on the roof that was uh, flipping pigeons, and the whole thing as Denzel came so down. You just walked on the set to I, see Denzel work? What I are you see, I had a friend who, were, who was like a location guy because uh-huh. I was doing security. Yeah. And he was like, man, you want to watch Denzel tonight? I was like, yep. See, this is the thing. A lot of your success just comes from proximity. You know what I mean? You can be broke anywhere. I decided to be broke in L.A. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And a lot of great things happen. It's a great line out of uh, Terry Crews right there. <laughs> you just happen to be broke in L.A. Helped out for, for him. Um, so uh, Michael Holly's about to join us here. How much time till we're back on our radio audience? Mike Del Tufo? Okay. Very good. Uh, you know, it just struck me there, actually, that Terry Crews would be a, a, a pretty good guest for my for my new pod because it's all about origin stories. That's a hell of an origin story That's right there. Yeah, sure. You know? And again, you guys want to get on just getting started with your well, origin I'm stories. Saying, and I mean, I worked overnight at Target, Rich. I'm just saying. And you and I, said that you, you took a body a book, out of you. You know. mentioned yesterday that you took a body out of the Hudson River. Which You'd have is, like a three-part with me. And then, you know, (laughs) T.J. Jefferson's episode would be I once played NBA Jam with Carnell Lake, you know, and that'll be great. Yeah, but you don't want me on there, so that's fine. That's that's fine. That's very, very. That's not, centipede that was very passive aggressive. Very passive aggressive. He said yesterday he didn't want us. You know, very it's not good. big. Yeah, we get Back it. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show uh, Radio Network, along with our Peacock audience. Before we get to Michael Holly, um, so tomorrow, very excited about this. Um, it's called Just Getting Started. It's a new podcast that I'll be doing every week. It's going to drop every Friday. Uh, you can get the Rich Eisen Show every day through Westwood One and where all podcasts are gotten all three hours every single day, and we're excited about that relationship. But uh, my new pod called Just Getting Started is about people's origin stories and about how much we can learn from those stories if we need a boost, if we need to get some sort of direction out of our lives, if we want to just get started on something else. My first guest is Matthew McConaughey. Here's a taste. Folks who might not have read your book, because you do cover this ground in your book, uh, and just seeing, you know, you being you, um, having the trophies in the in the case, and also, you know, a book that's a bestseller, and also, you know, you're you're uh, the CEO of Austin FC, a soccer team, and yeah. they see all uh, that's just some of the trappings of success, and that you were always meant to be an actor, always thought you were going to be an actor to start, and that wasn't the case at all. No for you no right no it wasn't and look when i say earlier i calibrated and recalibrated many times i thought i was gonna be a lawyer um that's all i ever talked about in in our household i was a good debater i could make a good argument that's what you're gonna be a lawyer and i think if i would have done that i could have gone and been a somewhat successful lawyer but come my sophomore year in college i'm not sleeping well with the idea of being a lawyer the idea of going to school four more years after school and basically being able to have my imprint in society when i'm in my 30s did not appeal to me I've been writing short stories. I wanted to get in the storytelling business, but now I got to call my dad and ask him permission because he's paying for school. Scary <laughs> proposition. Coming from the blue collar family I come with, an idea of working in the arts <laughs> for a living, I thought was going to be met with a lot of, what the hell are you talking about, boy? And instead, he flipped the script on me. And when I told him I want to go to film school instead of law school, he said, don't half ass it. So he gave me not only his approval, he gave me a kick in the backside, freedom, accountability, and responsibility to do that. 
Just good stuff from Matthew McConaughey, and that will uh, be uh, the first episode of Just Getting Started on Friday. And then Damon John the week after that, and so on and so forth. Hope to bring you some really good stories uh, every single Friday on Just Getting Started. Every single day here on NBC Sports on Peacock, we take you to brother from another. And helping us do that is one of the Michaels from said show, Michael Holly, back here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Michael? Rich, I'm doing great. Congratulations on the podcast. Oh, That's a big deal. It's fun. It'll be good. I am not going to be one of those people who says, hey, invite me on. I'm not going to make it about me. This is about you. This is your moment. I appreciate that, Michael. I want you to be on the platform. Spotlight's going to be on you. Now, I would think after <laughs> you know spending some time together uh, on the radio yes. that maybe you would find <laughs> it in your heart at some point to have me on. But, you know, look, let's... I'll be low. I'll be number five hundred. No, don't say that. Let me Wait let down. me let me pre-interview you then, uh, Michael Holly. Uh, how did you go from playing video games with T.J. Jefferson to where you are today? How did that happen? <laughs> well, uh, that's a that's a really good question. Before that's why there's a podcast. Video, is it? Yes, T.J. Jefferson. Yeah, no. <laughs> you know, before I got there, um, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, and uh, my first the first high school I went to because you know it was a first, there were a couple of high schools involved. <laughs> But the first high school I went to was a place you may have heard of called St. Vincent St. Mary High School. No kidding. I've heard of that one in Akron, Ohio. So you're the second most famous person to come from that organi- from that uh, institution of learning, <laughs> Maybe huh? third. <laughs> Who's Maybe the other third, one? Because <clears throat> before, Le- before LeBron James was there, I'm a little bit older than LeBron. Yes. Before he was there, there was a guy named Jerome Lane. Remember Senator? Oh, Senator Jerome. Oh, Michael, Michael, tell the Jerome story when he drove down the street and you were playing basketball. Oh, oh yeah, but before, okay, I'll tell that one too. I like I've got two dunked on uh, in a disrespectful <laughs> way by LeBron, uh, by Jerome Lane story. Now, one, I was a freshman at St. Vincent St. Mary. He was a senior. He was well recruited. Everybody wanted Jerome Lane. You know, he wound up at Pitt, but. I went into St. Vincent St. Mary. I thought I was a better basketball player. No, I should have known better. I can't play basketball, but I, I went in talking trash. He was on the varsity. I was on the freshman team. I just kept saying, you know, you, you're lucky. You're lucky. I'm like 5 nothing, 5-7 maybe. <laughs> He's 6-6. Six, six. You're lucky that you're on the varsity and you don't have to play against me. So he uh, humiliated me. He told the coach, the varsity coach, to put me out there in a scrimmage. And I couldn't get the ball. I couldn't dribble it three feet. He kept stealing it from me, kept dunking on me, talking trash. And so that got me out of basketball. <laughs> it got me out of sports altogether. And look at you now. See, and, that's and, an origin story. And so then I said, you know what? I should, I should probably write. He sent you to your – He's calling. So what happened on the street? You drove by him? Yeah, we were, we, were out, uh, we were out playing basketball. Um friends of mine uh this is a couple of years later i had switched schools because he just totally changed my life i had to get out of that school altogether <laughs> and i was playing some ball he came over uh he pulled up his car he saw us playing basketball he said can i get a dunk in he dunked he broke it now he didn't shatter it wasn't a glass backboard right. he broke the hoop got back in the car and left <laughs> <laughs> left the center with a broken hoop. He sent you all home. He sent, <laughs> it all, he sent you all home. Yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, my god. Yeah, so that, that's, how I, that's how I got started, Rich. That's how I got started in this business. Uh, fantastic. Who's on your show today, Michael? What do you got cooking up on Brother from Another? Well, I'm very excited that we have our uh, Peacock brethren, 
brother Sims, Chris Sims. Okay. He made some news yesterday. I want to elaborate. I want to follow up with him. Yes. His quarterback list has me going crazy. I love it. I'm a, I, I, I've, I've seen Zach Wilson play maybe five times, never mm-hmm. in person, obviously. But we all do this at draft time. Everybody's Daniel Jeremiah. Everybody's Todd McShay. You focus on one guy. That's your guy. And if, if your team doesn't take him, your team's an idiot. Your team's are, they're, they're morons. Right. Zach Wilson has been my guy. When he said Trevor Lawrence is number one, I mean, I mean, Zach Wilson is number one over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Chris Sims became my new hero. So I want to talk to him about his quarterback right. list. So you're saying, according to Chris Sims, my Jets could wind up with Trevor Lawrence after all. That's what you're saying. No. Mm. Your Jets will wind up with Zach Wilson, and he may be the best quarterback in the draft. I don't know if I buy it, but I want to buy it. I want to. Hey, look, Chris has been calling his shots uh, quite accurately when it comes to uh, quarterbacks coming out of college to the next level. So uh, I will look forward to that chat um, later on on Brother from Another. And you tell uh, Mr. Smith I said hello as well, and we'll chat again soon. I will. I will. Uh, good, to, good to talk with you guys. Always, and, thank and you. Seriously, congratulations again. I look, I look forward to listening. Hey, man, I appreciate that. And uh, I look forward to having you on. Is Michael still on? Because I usually say that when people hang up. Is yes, it? I think he's still there. Yeah. You there, Michael? <laughs> okay. Now, now he's really now he's gone. <laughs> now I'm not going to have him on. Is he off? He's off. <sighs> okay. No, I would love to have him on. And that's higher register, isn't it? St. Vincent, St. Mary's. By the way. Oh, Jerome Lane. Send it in, Jerome. That was when, you know... The when the Big King, East was man. king, yeah, yeah, Big, Big East, East was king. Please. Oh, and that yep. was, that's Raftery's coming out party as a broadcaster, yeah, too, right? For yes. sure. You know, I saw on Instagram something I'd never seen before. What's Michael that? Jordan shattered a backboard in like a summer league pickup game. Really? Yes. Yeah, I, I got to find the video because I saved it. I'd never seen this before. Yeah, he broke a backboard. Is that right? Because yeah. Isaiah told him he couldn't? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that was fun with Jack McCallum. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. great. Check it out if you missed it on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Him basically saying he knows Jordan did, in fact, tell somebody, don't put Isaiah on the dream team because he has Michael actually on tape saying it from 2010. So there's That's that. What you could sell that for. I want to thank Mac Lamore and I want to thank Jeff Darlington as well. And good chatting right with Michael Holly. So for those of you on the radio, we'll see you on Friday for another fun show. But for those on Peacock, hang out. We'll take you to brother from another personally in a moment.